All right, we are live. So All I'm right. gonna do a quick intro. Welcome to the reparking. Welcome to the remarketing podcast. My name is Jerome Lewis. I am your host for today. The remarketing podcast is a podcast where we talk marketing, tech, business, and leadership. And we talk marketing, tech, and business and business leadership for real estate agents, investors, and real estate entrepreneurs. We have two purposes. Purpose number one, to spotlight you, Paula, your business your service, or your product in a way that provides value to you, including market exposure and content creation. Number two, to educate and inform our audience and our listeners. All right, I'm going to introduce Paula. So Paula and her, Paula has always enjoyed helping others. When she became a teacher, she found herself in a position to help mold the minds of the next generation. She found this to be incredibly rewarding and satisfying. However, in August 2018, Paula made a career change and entered the real estate industry. She was excited about getting into property management. However, life had other plans for her. Paula soon discovered that she loved helping families achieve their dream of home ownership. She also loved helping sellers discover how much equity they really do have in their homes. In her own words, Paula quickly realized that helping people is her jam. Paula, welcome to the show. Happy to have you here. Thank you. And I love how you remembered those words that I used before. (laughs) (laughs) Helping people is my jam. It's like you wrote that down. (laughs) Yep, absolutely. So Paula, tell us in your own words really quickly, a little bit about you. Yeah. So um, I live in central Florida, part of, um, you know, as far as the region goes in Florida, I am married. I have two kids. I um, can't really call them kids because one is already an adult and the other one's almost an adult. I um, used to be a school teacher before I got into real estate. I started um, as a teacher. That was being a teacher was actually a second career. I don't even know if you know that, Jerome. Uh, oh. see, he's surprised. Uh, and Jerome knows pretty well. So being a school teacher was actually a second career of mine. Um, should I share what the first one was? <laughs> sure. Yeah, let's hear it. Okay. Yeah, the first one was I was in the healthcare field. So I was a, a medical assistant and I worked in a hospital and I was kind of getting into the healthcare administration management side of things. I ran in an office for a doctor and all that good stuff. And then I decided I wanted to be a nurse, but then kind of switched tracks to becoming a teacher, you know, me that good old fashioned Paula style. Right. <laughs> um, and then I became a teacher and I did that for 17 years and held, you know, a variety of positions in that, in that realm. And then I switched. Um, I had thought about real estate for the like since 2003, I would say. And then in 2018, I finally got my license and here I am. So, so 15 years to switch, to make the switch. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, I had just got, I just started teaching in 2003. That was the first okay. year. And what made me think about real estate right when I started my teaching career was number one, I don't know that I ever was, well, I, I shouldn't say I don't know. I never grew up thinking, oh, I'm going to be a teacher. Like that was okay. not my career choice. My career choice was I'm going to grow up and I'm going to become a nurse. So had I gone into nursing, I'm not sure that I would have made the switch to, t- to real estate because that truly was my first passion. But I made the switch um, to teaching because I had my son was little at the time and I just thought it made sense to be on the same schedule as he. So I made this, the, the switch to teaching. And then when I started, um, there was this teacher who also was in her first year teaching 
and she got her real estate license and she decided just, she just jumped out. Like, so mid-year while teaching, I like felt like I just met her. She jumped out of teaching and be, and went into real estate full time. And I was like, wow, I'm like, I wish I could do that. I'm like, that is awesome. And I'm like, I never thought about real estate. Like I just truly never thought about real estate. And, you know, at the time I was married to my first husband and, um, you know, he was not anything in the industry at all. So that idea just kind of, I think, stayed planted in the back of my mind till about 2013, 10 years later, when I met my husband now, who's a contractor, and he was always surrounded by real estate agents because of his profession and what he did. And he worked with investors and was flipping homes and doing all that, like in 2015, 16. And I thought once again, well, there goes that real estate idea again, coming up and that it stood with me. So I had said to myself, like every summer that I had off as a teacher that summer, I was going to go get my real estate license. And I think I started saying that since 2016 and 2016, I don't remember what happened, but I never got it. 2017, I got married. And then 2018, I was, I was like, okay, I'm doing it. And that's when I finally did it. Nice. So yeah. normally one of the things that I come across a lot, right? Because I got, I got students, clients, I meet a lot of new agents. People say, I'm new to the industry, right? And uh, the reason why I bring that up is because I want you to talk about like any transferable skills from your past career. So you used to be a nurse and you also used to be a teacher or maybe, did I get that wrong? Did I say nurse? Medical assistant and then a teacher. Medical assistant. Right. So can you talk about some transferable skills, skills that you've pulled from those past careers and how they're relevant to your career now? Yeah. So, you know, in my bio, you wrote down something that I've always said is that helping people is my jam. So like those, both of those professions, you know, whether it's medical assisting or, or nursing, um, and then transitioning to teaching, those were really the helping fields, right? If you think about the careers where you're helping people. And so when I was a um, a school teacher, I mean, I helped, I told you, I worked in a variety of positions, but one of the positions I held the longest was working for the district office in the school system that I was with. I worked for two different districts and um, being in the in a district office position, it allowed me to have wider access to lots of different schools and teachers and administrators that I was able to provide some specialized support depending on which position I was holding at the time. Um, but number one, you have to have a lot of communication skills right from the beginning, right? So I um, never, when I got into real estate, I think a lot of folks that maybe are a little bit younger that get into real estate, communicating is like, eh, like they just don't you know, know how to do that just yet, especially now in the world that we live in with technology and social media and texting and you know, people, just the communication level is just way different. So I already had you talking the about background me? of, yeah, talking about you. <laughs> <laughs> I already, um, I already had the background of being an effective communicator, you know, face to face with somebody going in and sitting in meetings and, and really and holding the meeting and being in charge of the meeting. So going into a listing appointment wasn't something that I was really ever afraid to do. I didn't, and as a matter of fact, initially, I didn't even like role play to, to do listings. Like I didn't practice that like younger agents do. I'm doing it now because I see the value in it for a different reason. But in the beginning, I didn't because I thought 
I know how to communicate. Like I know how to go in and sit and talk to somebody. So those skills really did help me. And I did get listings, you know, um, but then there was other hurdles that I realized, oh, I need to, to fix those. And that's why I started with my role play stuff. But. So when you, you mentioned being an effective communicator, could you please like help us younger people understand what, what it means to communicate? Yeah. So, you know, <clears throat> Communication is is huge. Um, it's a, I think that that's such a wide topic right there, just communication. Right. But I think that being able to communicate, number one, we're communicating right now. And I am, you know, on the spot being asked that question and being able to answer that on the fly, like what I really think. That's number one. Number two, being able to um, express your, I guess, without putting your emotions you know, involved in the situation when you're faced with maybe a challenging situation or when you are speaking with a customer who might be a little bit emotional back, being able to effectively handle that situation or communicate without allowing yourself to, um, you know, be uncomfortable or feel awkward or unsure of yourself, not confident, just being able to talk and, and have that back and forth you know, ebb and flow of the conversation. Um, but then there's communication of, um, you know, just randomly being able to communicate with a complete stranger, you know, and, and talking to them and, you know, fitting into, to a, to a specific, you know, situation, which that one, I'm not always the biggest fan of doing, you know, I don't consider myself, even though I'm like, what a high eye on that disc assessment. Yes. Yes. I don't, I don't consider myself being somebody that will walk into a crowded room with, you know, maybe a party that I'm invited to No, absolutely no one. And just like, I'm perfectly okay with not necessarily having to talk to everybody, but I'm also okay with having to talk to everybody if that makes any sense. So yes. you can put, if I could choose the high road and not talk to anybody, like I'd be good with that. <laughs> um, but I am perfectly, you know, I have the social skills and the communication skills, social skills and communication skills, two different things. Okay. Gotcha. That's another, that's another if, thing to definitely remember. <laughs> if you could give us one, one tip on being an effective communicator, like the most influential tip, what would that be? Not allowing your emotions to get in the way of when you're speaking. I, I like that. And um, that's one thing that I really admire and appreciate and respect about you. You don't let your emotions get in the way, right? We have like a lot of healthy, like disagreements and we never, yeah. like we never get emotional. And I really admire that about you. So that's a very helpful tip. And that's one of my favorite tips as well. I like to encourage people, don't let your emotions get in the way, right? Mm -hmm. Don't do it. So um, now we're going to get to the questions and first question I have for you, Paula, what is the most important lesson you've learned over your career? And when I say career, I want to know specifically for the real estate, the real estate career. Important lesson. Um, you can't take things for granted, number one. <laughs> um, I, I hate to kind of piggyback on to the whole communication thing, but I have learned that can really, this is just happens to be their answer. Um, but communication is, um, such an important part of my business. I can, it baffles me, baffles me, Jerome, how many 
people, adults, and I'm not talking millennials or younger folks that maybe just don't have those communication skills. I'm talking people my age and older that just don't know how to effectively communicate. And it really affects you know, the transaction, it affects being able to solve problems. It affects so many moving parts in the business. And I think that is why I was able to be successful pretty early on in my career as a brand new agent was because of the fact that I was able to do that so well. And then I look at other agents who have been doing it for 20 years and just quite frankly, suck at it, you know, and it, and it shows like it affects their business. So that was something that I learned in my career, just how important it is. And, and then again, the other, what I said is not taking anything for granted. Like, um, you know, everything is always changing in real estate. You're always learning something new and you can't just assume that you always know everything because you know nothing. You have to just go at it as I know nothing and I'm going to be a continued, like a sponge constantly absorbing and learning as I go along. Thank you for sharing that. And one of the, you mentioned that communication thing. And I think that because of time, because times change and information and access becomes more available to people, that people have to really be, they have to really have skills now. I think back then you didn't have to have skills. You just had to show up and kind of do your job. Now you have to have skills and you can see that some people don't have skills. You can't communicate. So they used to just do the job. They don't know how to communicate, don't know how to talk. And it's like, why am I not getting any business? Because you never really had the skills. You were just there by default. So uh, yeah. that's one of the things that I really appreciate about technology and things becoming more accessible to people. It makes us all level up in a way. Absolutely. They need to make, um, and I think this will happen at some point. I read recently in the state of Florida, they just passed a bill that says that in high school, kids are going to have to learn how to, um, and I, they did this when I was in high school, but learn, understand like their credit score, financing, uh, how to operate a checking account, like all of that stuff. They're going to, that's going to be a class that's provided in high school. And I think that communication is another class that needs to be taught in high school, not, not necessarily like elementary, it's already weeded in. And I know this from a, being a teacher, it's already weeded into the, the standards, but um, they need, it needs to be a course in high school to graduate, just a communication course. And it needs to not just cover, not just public speaking and like just everything. Cause it's, it's life. I mean, I go to, you know, drive through Wendy's or Chick-fil-A or whatever it is. And like, you know, it's just such a shame how many younger people just have such a hard time just being able to talk, you know? And it's like, and then even my daughter would be like, mom, you're embarrassing me. I'm like, come on, this is like talk. <laughs> so Got it. My pet peeve. <laughs> no problem. Next question. Who has been your most important professional mentor? So I've had many different mentors, um, people that have really helped me in, in my career. Um, so if I'm going to really say the most important is going to be the person who I first interacted with when I switched careers in real estate. when I went from being a teacher and diving into real estate full-time and even before I dived into real estate full-time. So that was Brian Casella. I started watching his YouTube videos. Yeah. <laughs> I started watching um, Brian's YouTube videos and it's so funny. Brian just shared a post today. He gets a lot of a lot of hate mail and, and, and comments. I like, I like Brian. He, He's such a rebel. 
Yeah. Yeah. And, but he, but he says it like it is, you know, ultimately he really says like what he feels and, but he has such a great unique way of, he's an extremely effective communicator. Number one, um, number two, he really helped with mindset. And it's not that I had a bad mindset by any means, but he took the mindset that I had and just was able to help me bring it to a whole new level. Um, and I would, you know, listen to his podcasts and I would actually, sometimes that would be the last thing I listened to before I go to sleep was just listening to him talk about just different things and mindset. And it really helped me. I changed so much, Jerome, you didn't know the old Paula. Um, like I've changed so much and I've grown so much professionally, um, from the time, like in 2015, you can go and watch a YouTube video, uh, uh, my why of being in real estate. I don't know if you've watched that recently, but you can go and watch that video and you can get a little bit of a glimmer of the old Paula and just see how I present myself, carry myself. It's just completely different. You, you, you have to and share I, that I think video. You have to share that video with me and so I can put it in the show notes and everybody that's watching the podcast can check it out too. Yeah, absolutely. They can see a great before and after. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Because, all right, next question. At what time of the day do you get your best work done? So I have two times a day. Um, definitely the morning after like my daughter's in school, my husband's at work. I'm able to now like focus and, and do my thing. Um, I'm also, I find myself to be the most alert, even though I'm a little sleepy, of of course, when I first wake up, but once I get going, like I'm, I'm good, I'm focused, I'm in my zone. Um, as the day goes on, I start getting a little bit more distracted because I start thinking about other things that I have to do, other responsibilities that I have, like, you know, tonight I have soccer with my daughter, you know, just things like that. Um, but I'm also very productive at nighttime once things are done. So like, for example, last night I was in the office until eight o'clock because everything was done in my house. I, you know, everybody was fed, fed, everything is good. I come back to the office and I just stay in my zone and I spent a good two hours just getting stuff done. So I like both of those times a day. Awesome. Awesome. Next question is what underrated tools are in, indispensable for your profession. Okay. So I don't know if this would be considered underrated because I think that a lot of real estate agents do know about this tool, but I'm not sure every real estate agent wants to necessarily invest in the tool. And that is a dialer. Because one of the things that you have to do as a real estate agent, you have to prospect for customers and, um, you know, business. I made a a vlog not too long ago. It was a joke um, that people just don't come knocking on your door and saying, hey, can you sell my house? Right. So you have to you have to prospect. You have to. There's more than one way to skin a cat. But I would say prospecting and cold calling is one of the most effective, proven, true ways um, to get real estate business going. So having a dialer allows you allows you to expedite that process because you can call multiple lines at once and it just speeds things up. And it's a very effective tool about a hundred bucks a month that not everybody's willing to send. So, that's so Paula, do you, so I want to get some, a couple more tools from you too, but before I do that, do you have a, so, you know, you know, we're, we're about marketing, right? So mm-hmm. do you have a recommendation for a dollar, a dialer? And if you do, you have a link. I would like an affiliate link from you if you have one. So I don't have an affiliate link, but I can get you an affiliate link if that makes sense. Do let's do yeah. that. 
Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, so I recommend uh, Red X is a dialer that I recommend. Um, I really like their platform. I'm currently not actually using theirs. I'm not going to even say who I'm using because I really want to go back to Red X. So that gives you a little okay. testimonial of the fact that I truly do like the Red X. I've tried three different platforms and the Red X one was genuinely my favorite. I felt like the it was very user-friendly, easy, easy to, okay. and I'm not a very and, tech person, as you know. Okay. And mm-hmm. I want to, I want to get your input on those other dialers offline. Uh, so we're okay. not dashing because I sure. like we're using one too and I'm techie, so I don't mind the one that we're using. Like I enjoy it, but I would like to get different perspectives on on different tools for sure. different things. So uh next I would like to I would like to get a couple more tools from you. And yep. um I don't have like these written or whatever, but I know you have some insight on these. So the first tool that I want to get from you, like top social media tool, what would you recommend? So that's fun. Top, it, top, it was top social media platform. Let me switch it up and then. To- oh, okay. Wait. So you want yeah. me to talk about Instagram? My favorite. Uh, if if that's, that's if that's the one you recommend, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So top social media platform would definitely be Instagram. Um, I was so like anti using Instagram when I when you know when it first came out. I thought it was really pointless. I hated the fact, and I'm going to use the word hate. (laughs) I hated the fact that when, when somebody's name, like their username, it wasn't like necessarily their first and last name. And so I would just see these people in my feed and I had no idea who they were. And some of them were my family. I would, I'd have to look at the pictures to tell. And I just found it to be really overwhelming and annoying, especially someone in my age group. Right. But when I got into real estate, I started seeing the value in it um, just because of the fact that everything is moving towards pictures and video content. And Instagram was very much streamlined to be able to show off that type of content where Facebook had a mixture, right? So it wasn't, but Instagram, it's pretty much 95% of it is video and pictures. So I got involved in Instagram and fell in love with it because of just the variety that it offers and the different little tools, making reels. It's fun, you know, stories, all of, all of that stuff. So I really enjoy Instagram. Awesome. Talk about your, uh, your Instagram group or your Facebook group. And we got to get a link from you in regards to that group. Okay. So my Instagram group, I, because I love doing Instagram and a lot of that, I'm going to have got to give Jerome props here because Jerome has, you know, I told you in the beginning, you asked my mentors and I really do consider you as one of my mentors too. Um, you helped me in Ah, uh, you've helped me in a lot, a lot, a lot of ways, uh, just with my own confidence with other things, um, but really helping me see some of the potential that I had in being about things that I thought, oh, is my internet unstable? Can you hear yeah, me? A okay. Little bit, little bit. Yes. Oh. I hear you now. Okay. Sorry. Um, so you have really helped me with being able to, um, have the confidence to talk about Instagram and, you know, all that good stuff. So, so you invited me to teach in the EXP world um, and talk about Instagram. And it really just kind of got me going and got me excited and motivated to do more. So I created this Facebook group called Instagram for Real Estate Agents. And so anybody can find it, but I will give you the link. 
And in that group, we share ideas. Sometimes I go live. Um, you know, me, I'm not always necessarily planned and methodical about it, but at random, I'll ask a question and just tell people. And I do get people um, just recently, a um, couple of days ago, in fact, on Instagram, somebody reached out to me and said, Hey, I really enjoy your content. You know, can, can you tell me where you, how you do this, blah, blah, blah. And I said, I sure can go to my Instagram for real estate agents group. And you can post the question or you can scroll down because I've already talked about it before and just feel free to use the helpful information. So, so yeah, I think real estate agents find it helpful. Awesome, Paula. So I'm going to, it's, it's like a loaded question, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Talk about your favorite type of content, right? Like, so the first class we met in, you know, hint, hint. The V word. Talk about video. <laughs> video. Okay. Our yeah. first class that we met in. Yeah. So I love doing video. Um, I have not, I've never been afraid of being on camera. Okay. I've got to tell you a quick little story. I'll be sure. I know. I yes. Go for it. <laughs> so um, when I was a little, um, about eight years old, I wanted to be on TV. And so I wanted to do commercials like that was just my thing. And so my dad actually um, sent me to like, I don't know if it's a thing nowadays, but like in the eighties, it was like Barbizon school. Like he sent me to this school to like learn how to do commercials and be on TV and stuff. And I don't know what the heck ever happened with it, but I would do it. I mean, I had so much fun. So that was just always my thing. Like I, I'm not shy when it comes to that. So I would say I was never uncomfortable with being on camera because I just had it ingrained in my brain since I was a kid that I was going to be on TV. Right. Um, but I do love helping other people who are maybe a little bit shy and uncomfortable about being on camera and giving them tips. And I have gotten great feedback that people use the tips and they now go on video and they're, they're getting better, you know? So it's really great to see. Thank you, Paula. And unlike, I'm not like you, I I used to be one of those people that, that were afraid to do video or didn't understand the importance or the power of it. If I'm brand new or not brand new, but I'm just new to video, oh my God, I don't want to feel silly. I don't want to look dumb. I hate the way my voice sounds. What's one piece of advice you would give me to get over the hump of doing video? So one of the first things that I say, and and this is a proven strategy that I've given to people and they've told me it worked. Instead of sending text messages, send video messages. You could start with your significant other. You can start with your kids, your mom and dad, your brother, sister, whatever is the most comfortable person in your life, um, start sending video message to them, to them instead of a text. And then once you start sending a video message to them and you start replaying that video back, cause you know, you will, and you you'll start getting more comfortable with seeing yourself on video. And then you can expand that to other people. And then from there, um, I really like going live. I think going live, Um, If you're going to like be on social media, even going live with someone else is very helpful. You know, if you're, if you're going on live to interview them and you have like a list of questions that you're going to ask, that makes it the most structured way to be on video. You're not by yourself and you know exactly what you're going to say. Right. So those are my recommendations. Awesome. So Next question I have for you is around, uh, it's the question that I was initially, that you thought I was going to initially ask, what's your recommended social media tool? What's a social media tool that you would recommend? 
Yep. So I really like coffee contracts. Uh, coffee contracts is a fabulous tool for anyone that wants to get into posting on social media, wants to be more consistent, feels like they don't have enough ideas uh, to think of stuff, feels like they're not creative enough. Um, whatever your worries or concerns are, coffee contracts essentially nips all that in the bud and becomes a no no excuse platform because if you have coffee contracts, you'll be able to post on, on Instagram all the time, all day long. Awesome. And you'll get us a link to that, right? I know you got a link yes. for that one. I do have a link for that one. Yes. <laughs> great, great. So now we're going to move on to like the personal questions. And after personal questions, we'll do the closing, the closing table. I like to call it the closing table because, you know, we're in real estate, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Love it. Uh, Next. So question is, what do people misunderstand about you most? (laughs) So this is a fun one. (laughs) So I think there's two things that people misunderstand about me. One is um, I am, I I, I mean, I'm not boasting, but I am, I think I'm a kind person. I I think I'm a genuinely good, genuinely good person, but I think- Thank you. And I think that sometimes, and I, I have learned this, probably another thing I've learned in my business, that sometimes people misunderstand kindness for weakness. And that's definitely not the case because I will speak up and I will tell you how I feel in a very kind way. Like I'm not trying to be, um, you know, oppositional or anything like that. I'm just telling you really how I feel and and I will, and I will stand up for myself and what I believe in, and I will stand up for others and what, what's right and what's wrong and, and all that stuff. But I am genuinely a kind, good person. And that's, oh, that's number one. Number two <laughs> is like, you scattered brain, like I just was there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I am sometimes a little bit of a scatterbrained. Um, and I think that, you know, people that are scatterbrained, you know, you might think, does this person really know what they're talking about? You know, and that's definitely not the case with me. Like, I know what I'm talking about. I, I know I got everything going on up here. Just sometimes I, I get a little scattered or have some squirrel moments and, um, you know, I'm just Paula. <laughs> awesome. Uh, what's your favorite childhood memory? Ah, my favorite childhood memory is going camping with my, with my mom. We would go horseback riding. Um, you know, my mom loved to travel. So, um, we just, I would bring friends, you know, camping and, and horseback. I think camping and horseback riding is probably my favorite. And and one of my favorite moments of horseback riding was when, like, I always had this like grand idea that I could do anything when I was a kid. I guess a lot of kids do, right. You know, you feel like you're, you know, whatever fearless. And so I wrote on my little postcard that I was an experienced horseback rider because, you know, I had gone twice before. So I was an experienced horseback rider. And I don't know if the ages were on there or what, but the the horseback person, she gave me like this really big horse that only had one eye. And, you know, you had to be an experienced rider to ride this horse because he would get scared of his own shadow sometimes. Right. And that can cause like an issue when you're on a horse. And so I, you know, rode this horse and sure enough, he did his whole like, you know, like went up on his two hind legs. And here I am holding on for dear life with this horse. And then he drops down on all fours and takes off 
Right. And so I'll never forget that he took off real fast. Now he's leaving everybody, the whole line, like normally you're horseback riding and everybody's following each other, like nice and slow. Nope. This guy was going fast and I'm hopping up and down on him and everything. And all of a sudden, um, my, the guide, uh, she took off to, to like calm the horse down and reel him back in. And, and then from that point on in the travels of the horseback lesson, um, the horse that I was on and the guide had to stay like right next to each other and she had to hold him all the way through. <laughs> so, yeah, that was, but that was a fun memory. I really enjoyed that. I'm not going to yeah, lie. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think we're similar. I would have probably enjoyed that too. Everybody. Yeah. Oh my God. But yeah. yeah, my mom was, she was freaking out and my stepfather, like they were freaking out, but no, I had fun. <laughs> wow. That's so I missed, I, I missed asking you a question a little bit earlier and I, I'm not exactly sure how to frame it. So I'm just going to say it like this. You had yeah. been having a lot of success because of your real estate business, right? What you're doing in the business and you purchase a Tesla, right? Can you talk about that? Oh, I did. Okay. So, all right. How do I say this? Right. This is not, I, I don't want to, like, I'm afraid to say something and then it's going to come across like I'm like insulting somebody what they drive, but it's not, but I, this is, you just have to like, hear me out. How many years ago was it in 2013? We're in 2021 right now. In 2013, I was driving a Toyota Yaris. Do you know what a Toyota Yaris is? Yes. By chance. Yeah. Okay. So it's the vehicle I was in when I met my husband and he had this big old vehicle. Right. And like my vehicle could fit inside of his vehicle. Right. The Toyota Yaris is like this big. (laughs) And so it was at the time it was all I can afford. You know, I was a single mom at the time, two kids living with me. And um, I I say living with me because my son's an adult now, but I had two kids with me, um, single mom, uh, recently divorced, a uh, school teacher and teachers don't make a lot of money, you know? And so I had a Toyota Yaris. It's all I can afford. And then from there I progressed and I had gotten different vehicles along the way, but then I got into real estate and on my vision board, I had um, I actually put a BMW emblem um, for the logo because that represented to me uh, like a luxury vehicle. Like I just wanted something that was in that luxury class. I felt like I worked so hard. You know, I, I've gone to school, got two, three degrees, got my associates, my bachelor's, my master's degree, like went through all that. And I, and, and then just to like leave teaching and now go into something else. And I was doing really well in real estate and I felt like I earned it. You know, I wanted to reward myself. And so I got my luxury vehicle, which turned out to be a Tesla and it made sense to me financially just because of the fact that, you know, gas prices are going crazy. Um, They were going crazy even before I got it. And I do a lot of driving with soccer mom stuff and real estate. So a Tesla to me was the most um, economical choice I could make if I was going to purchase a luxury vehicle. And yeah, so now I'm a Tesla owner and I love it. Awesome. And you got a a great video about it on your YouTube. You got to get us a link for that. You got to send us a lot of links. I got to send you a lot. You're giving me all kinds of homework now. <laughs> yes, yes, ma'am. So next we're, we're ready for, let me see. Are we ready? for? No, here we go. If you could be remembered for one thing, what would it be? That Paula Aponte was a good human. That's it. Because I That's think it. that if you... Well, you know, for me, it just represents like if you're a good person, like everything else just kind of falls into place. And that's 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 what I want to be. That's how I was raised. That's how my mama raised me. My dad, like 
they raised me just be a good person and nothing else mattered. Materialistic things, you know, um, my mom especially was like that materialistic things. It, it didn't matter. You, you needed to be a good person first. And that was a hundred percent how I was raised. And that's why I was kind of like worried about talking, even talking about getting a Tesla. Cause I wasn't raised to be materialistic. That's not why I, I got it though. You know, so. Yes, I understand. So we're ready for the closing table. And I have three questions around that. First question, what are three books you recommend to the audience and why? Okay. So, well, one book I recently purchased is right behind you, Jerome. Can you see it? Oh, man. Come on. (laughs) Trying to make me cry today. (laughs) Yeah. So the RE marketing book. I mean, Jerome, I'm so proud of you for writing a book. I mean, that is freaking awesome. And I purchased it. And if anybody is looking at trying to take their marketing to the next level, I 100% recommend purchasing Jerome's book because Jerome is a wealth of knowledge. Um, I haven't finished reading it, but I do highly recommend it. I did start reading it, honestly, but I haven't finished and um, very good content in there and highly recommend it. So that's book number one. You're very welcome. Um, book number two um, is right here. I actually have it right here. Really simple book. Have you ever read this book? I have not. You have not. Okay. It's called Eat That Frog. And it is uh, 21 Great Ways to Stop Procrastinating and Get More Done in Less Time. Quick, easy read. Um, They give you activities along the way. But when I got into real estate, you know, one of the things that I absolutely hated doing was was cold calling, you know, prospecting is like one of the most disliked parts of my job. And this book really helped me set the record straight of why it was so important to really make that morning time when you're when you're most alert for me to get the things done that you hate doing the most do it, do it first. Right. And so lots of different strategies in this book to, to help you. Um, so I definitely love it. And that is written by Brian Tracy. Um, the other book I should have brought with me and I forgot, but it is called uh, the ultimate sales machine by Shet Holmes, I think is the author C H E T. I'm pretty sure that's the the right name. Um, But The Ultimate Sales Machine is a a fabulous book on being an effective sales agent. And um, anybody who's in real estate who thinks of those people that are, you know, standing, let's say, in the mall trying to offer you a sample and, you know, get you like kind of bring you in and, and you're like, just walk past them and you ignore them trying to get past feeling like you're like them, right? And how to be an effective sales agent. And so he's he does a really great job. And his book, you could even listen to the audio for free on YouTube as well. And I can get the link. Um yeah. So those are yeah, so those would be my three favorites. All right. Next we want three podcasts that you recommend and why. Okay. So three podcasts. Um of course, I'm going to mention Brian Casella's podcast, which is called Supreme Being. Um, you can find it on the podcast channel, but also on YouTube. I can get you a link. Um, Brian, um, like I told you, the reason why that I really um, call him, you know, my the most important mentor is because of the fact that his content is just 
unlike I think many other content, like where it had helped with mindset and, and life. And I remember listening to one of his, um, podcasts and he was talking about just being a good person. Right. And I I like related to that so much and how, you know, people forget about that stuff. And, you know, it's just, he talks about so many different topics. He interviews people, you know, like, it's just great, 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 great podcast. Um, The other is, and a lot of people I find um, as a recent don't necessarily like him because he's not a real estate agent technically. Um, from what I learned recently, I didn't know this, but Tom Ferry, I know his father is a real estate agent, Mike Ferry. Did you know that? No, I didn't, but I'm not shocked. Yeah. I'm not too shocked. Yeah. He's a coach. You're not too shocked? He's yeah, he's a coach. Correct. Yeah. So Tom Ferry, he's a coach. He's not a real estate agent. He's a coach, but I really love his energy and he keeps me, he keeps me captivated, you know? So his audio is just very, very good. Um, I think that, you know, everybody learns differently when it comes to information. Um, and so some people need to have the visual, but if you're just, you know, one to like, want to listen to, to podcasts, like I just really like his energy behind his voice. Um, the other is a a very unknown podcast that probably nobody knows of, and it is called Hustle Humbly. It is two, um, real estate agents, Alyssa and Katie. And, you know, number one, I relate to them because I'm a female. Um, number two, they do talk about mindset, best practices and things like that. Um, they're about community building that, those community relationships, and they give a lot of great real estate tips. One of the real estate tips that I learned from them was every year, if you want to start over your finances with getting rid of all those little subscriptions that you have, that you may just say, oh yeah, let me do that for $5.49 a month or, or. $21.49 $21.49 a year. Um, cancel your debit card. Tell them that you lost it. And then start over every year. And then all of those little subscriptions that are trying to charge your card, they're going to be like, hey, you know, don't forget about us. You got to pay. And then you're like, oh, no, I don't want that service anymore. And you can cancel it. Right. So um, it, I thought that was a great little tip to do every new year. Um, anyway, so they're really a good channel, good group of ladies. And I don't think they're very popular, but yeah. Paula, you have been amazing. Uh, one last question. Thank you. Where- where can yeah. listeners find out more about you online? Pretty much everywhere. So, so if you, you like just Google my name, <laughs> if you Google my name, Paula Aponte, uh, Florida realtor, like you literally go to Google and you're going to find lots and lots of places to find me. But I am on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. Um, I'm kind of on Snapchat, but I really don't use that platform. I'm kind of feeling about Snapchat like I did Instagram years ago. So I think I need to like get with the program on that. I'm on TikTok. I'm finally starting to do TikTok. I'm on YouTube, of course. Um, I would say my two main platforms or three would be Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. But um, I'm on LinkedIn. uh, And then you can find me on my website, paulaaponte.com. So I'm, I'm pretty much everywhere. Awesome. Paula, do you have any closing statements before we go? Um, no, if anybody, you know, if anybody is, uh, is watching this and you're a new real estate agent, just know that when I started in real estate, it was always so difficult to get somebody to help me without wanting something in return. And 
I pay it forward and I help. So if somebody needs my help, feel free to reach out to me. You know, I'm not saying that I'm going to have like an ongoing 10 week, you know, one-on-one session with you, but if you have some really basic stuff and you just have a burning question and you need some help, definitely reach out to me. And if I'm able to help you further, I'll point you in the right direction. Like for example, the young man who reached out to me on Instagram and I pointed him to my Instagram for real estate, you know, agents um, page, however I can help you, I'm going to help you. And if, but if you have something really basic to ask me, just reach out to me. I'm, I will help you. I will answer your question. Paula, thank you so much. I really appreciate you. This has been awesome. Um, and, you know, we'll be in touch as usual. Thank you. Absolutely. All right. Bye-bye. Bye.